You're listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. The goal of this podcast is to help business owners be successful and gain the advantage. Nancy has helped some of today's top Fortune 500 companies across a wide spectrum of industries work through their toughest challenges. She can help you too. So if you can't find the solutions you need, there are no more books to read or workshops to attend. The Nancy Gaines Show can be the difference between your success and failure. And now your host, Nancy Gaines. Hi, this is Nancy Gaines, and welcome to The Nancy Gaines Show, where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business and be even more productive. I'm so excited today. The focus of today's podcast is all about business entities and formation, and I've got a special guest, Deborah Sweeney. Let me tell you about her. She's the CEO and owner of My Corporation. That's an online legal and business filing service focusing on entrepreneurs and the small business community. So all of you on the call today, prior to purchasing My Corporation from Intuit, she served as the GM of My Corporation division, and she maintained an intense focus toward driving optimal solutions for growth and serving shareholders, customers, and employees. She's a former lawyer, and she specializes in intellectual property and corporate law. Welcome, Deborah. Thanks for sharing part of your day. Is there anything else you want to add to the introduction? No, Nancy, that was great. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure to be here, uh, and uh, you did a great job with my background. Awesome. Well, I am so excited to talk to you. You are the perfect fit for our listeners on this podcast. So why don't we start off, if you could just tell us a little bit about my corporation, how you help people, and just to get them off on the right foot. Absolutely. So when business owners and entrepreneurs are starting new businesses, they're often looking for how to protect their assets, save on taxes, add a professional level to their business, and they do that often by incorporating or they're recommended, their CPAs recommend that they incorporate or form an LLC. And so what our business does is we help them do that with the filings at the state level at any, throughout the U.S. and Canada. So anyone who wants to file in any jurisdiction, we're able to help them get filed and get their uh, corporate paperwork completed, their tax IDs, uh, S-Corp elections for tax savings and benefits, those types of filings, all the way down to a annual filings that a corporation may need on uh, annually as required by state law so that the entrepreneur can focus on what they do and we can just help them get over that hump of the legal requirements when they establish their business. That's awesome. So you do it for them, right, versus do it with them? Correct. So they provide us with the information necessary to complete the state-mandated forms for those types of filings. And so we do. We do it for them. We have people in all 50 states who walk the documents into the state, get them certified, return them to the clients, and they're all set up and ready to go. Oh, that is such a great service. So I know you used to work for Intuit. I'm a huge Intuit fan. I use Quicken, QuickBooks, and even their tax software pro series because I have a tax business. How did you even get the company from Intuit? Can you tell the story? Ah, yeah. So we were acquired by Intuit um, back in 2004, and I worked under Intuit for five years, and it was honestly the best experience ever because it was exposure to fantastic business minds and uh, business opportunities and growth for our business. Um, During 2009, there was a little bit of an economy issue, as everybody knows, and um, Intuit was divesting smaller divisions. And so I, while our 
business division was not a part of that discussion initially. I said if there was ever consideration for my corporation to be divested and not part of the larger corporate organization that I would be love to be considered. And so they asked me basically to look at the other options, um, selling to other entities, and then ultimately I um, they, they agreed that it might make sense to, to divest it to me since I had run the division under Intuit for the prior five years and since we have ongoing legal obligations to our clients, it made a lot of sense to maintain the continuity. And the neat part was I was able to, and, and they wanted me to, take all of the employees with me and have them land in as good of a position as possible. So we did that. And here we are, seven years later, just moved to a larger facility and continue to grow and thrive. Um, and it's been a neat opportunity for me. And, and we stay really in good connection and partnership with Intuit, um, leveraging their QuickBooks on online services for our clients uh, and getting them introduced to the Intuit products as well. What a story. So was that scary? That's kind of a big undertaking. It was crazy. I think think sometimes my naivety... Is, is my best friend. Uh, you know, I just say, I can do this. I think I could do this. This is going to work out. Um, and I knew the business so well that I felt like I knew it could be successful and thrive more than it was under the larger corporate organization because we needed to be nimble and flexible and uh, make things change on our website more fluidly. And I knew that I felt that um, the team was fantastic and that we could uh, be a successful, thriving business outside of the corporate organization. And to be fair, their support and uh, and ongoing partnership has been one of our best assets as well. That is really cool. Well, good for you because it's obviously worked out in your favor. So that's cool. Yeah, Yeah, it's been great. (laughs) What do you think most people don't know when starting a business? I think that they don't know about the maintenance of their – that the corporate and legal filing – pieces are so simple and they feel overwhelmed and burdened by them. Oh, I know I should talk to a lawyer. It's just so expensive and time-consuming. I know I have some great intellectual property, trademarks, copyrights, brands, um, slogans that I'd love to protect because they're unique to my business, but I don't know how to do it and what to, how to execute on that without spending thousands and thousands of dollars. So I think they realize I know it's what I should do, and I've been told this is important, and other entrepreneurs, colleagues that they work with really think that this is a good idea, but the execution part is what's difficult or complicated. And I think where our business comes in, in a way, is to to alleviate the concern of that without having it be a completely do-it-yourself approach, right? We try to, to balance the education that we provide to small business owners and entrepreneurs with the get-it-done type of approach. And I think so many small business owners feel overwhelmed by it, and it, it's nice to have a solution to alleviate that. That's awesome. And you've got some report on your website, right, that kind of helps people get started. Can you tell us about that? Sure. So we have a tool that does sort of a business startup tool that they can click through a wizard entity tool and and make a a determination based on what, A, most business owners or entrepreneurs go through with their set of criteria. I'm looking to save on taxes or I have a partner or um, I want to keep it simple. I'm owning property. And so there's enough data that we've amassed over the last 15 years in business or more 
and were able to help without making a legal determination, give them direction to help them make a decision on what type of entity to file, um, states to file in. And the big thing, a big thing that entrepreneurs think is, oh, I've heard I should file in Nevada or Delaware. And so we help educate them that while there may be specific tax savings in different states and it could be a benefit for some businesses, it may not be a benefit for all businesses. And so keeping them um, thoughtful about that process uh, is helpful. And even if they were to go to an attorney, they would still be faced with these topics. Um, and so often are guided and every different attorney, being an attorney myself, I know different attorneys and CPAs have different perspectives. So we help hope to provide the education to help the business owner and entrepreneur to make the decision that's best for their business. That is a great resource. So I know when I created my LLC, I got this huge binder with this really cool stamp, but I just put it on a shelf. Is that pretty common? Yeah. People just put it on the shelf? <laughs> it is common. It's funny. It's very common until they get a notice from the um, state saying, oh, have you update your documents, or until an issue becomes arises in the business and there's an insurance policy or they need to open a bank account and then they have to bring it out. It's very, very common. And the reality is that's actually fine. There's not a whole lot once you're incorporated that you need to do. Um, Basic business, for a corporation, basic business maintenance includes doing your minutes, updating, and holding um, an official annual meeting. But the reality is that that can be very simple. You can go to lunch with your owner, the other owners, or if it's just you, you um, document any changes that may have happened in that year, and it may actually be nothing. The LLC ongoing requirements are even less. You really don't have to do anything to maintain other than file an annual report with the state. So the good thing is, by putting it on your shelf, uh, it's, not, it's not a big problem, and you can always uh, get it out and take a peek through it, but really it includes your operating agreement, what your business talks about, how you run your business. And so you may read that one year, and then two years later, read it again, and it doesn't apply, or you've changed the way you do things, and so, or you've taken on another business owner, you can make those edits uh, at, at your discretion. So there's no corporate or government agency looking at how you're making those edits other than the annual report, which basically just includes a listing of your owners uh, and, and details about address of your business. And so you're keeping the state informed on an ongoing basis of where you are and, and any information they may need to know, but it's nominal. So I guess long way to answer your question is, no, there's not a whole lot going on with that corporate book other than maintenance of your documents as you update them. And how about that stamper? What do we do with that stamper? Because it looks really cool. <laughs> I know. The stamper used to be a legal requirement. I believe in all 50 states in the early 1900s with the banks, they would make it so this official seal would stamp your membership certificates or stock ledger, and then you would be able to bring that to the bank as evidence that you are the shareholder of your corporation. But really most banks, I think there are – in New York, I believe there are some banks that still require it, but other than that, most banks don't. So it's really more of a formalized, if you're issuing stock or you're giving membership certificates to owners of your entity, it's an official seal that you stamp those certificates with, but it's really a formality. <laughs> well, that's good to <laughs> and know because that is a little overwhelming, you know? Right. A lot of people stamp their articles. Um, or their membership certificates, as I mentioned. But you're right; it's not. It's it's more fun than I mean, it sounds silly to say than yeah, actually. Maybe something next you need. time I send out a sales letter, I'll just put the the little seal on it just because it's fun. <laughs> it looks official. <laughs> it does. It does. So, if you could give us one to two tips, what would you recommend to someone who's just starting out in business? 
I think that starting off by doing a name search is a very wise idea. So many small business owners choose a business name, and with the proliferation of the Internet and everybody has access to everything, they don't realize that maybe they're going to sell online or they're going to offer a service that is uh, national, and there may be someone else who has a similar name or a similar business description. And the law doesn't say that you have to be the only one with your name, but if you anticipate building a brand, around your business, then it's important to make sure you can have rights to the name. So I think doing a name check at the state level to make sure it's available for a corporation or LLC, and then at the federal level potentially if you're looking to build a national brand, it's critically important to check with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. So I think that a lot of business owners don't think about that, and then they're in business, and they think, and then something pops up, and someone says, "Look, you're using my name, or I already have a trademark, or um, it's not available in the state," and so they're so discouraged when they're six months to a year into their business, if they had taken a step back and done a name check and really thought about it at the beginning, it might have avoided a lot of headaches. It doesn't mean that people can't change their names. It doesn't mean that you know, it's the end of the world. It's just sometimes for people who are looking to build a brand and establish themselves, it can be more complicated if you haven't checked it out at the beginning. And the other thing I would say is when you're looking to get started, it's always smart, even if you're small. So sometimes people think, what's the threshold for incorporating or forming an LLC? And there really isn't. You're protecting your personal assets. And that there's no threshold for that. If you own a home or your spouse works and has a career, um, there's income coming in that's separate from your business, it's always smart to protect your personal assets and separate it. And so the way I try to explain it is that it's like a veil of protection. So your business is entirely separate from your home, your car, your personal assets, etc. Say you have an employee that has an issue or a vendor or a supplier you can really keep that specific to your corporation so long as you've established it properly. And I think that's something that business owners don't think about. They think it's a headache. I don't want to deal with a corporation. It's too much work. And what's the financial threshold? How much money do I need to make in order to make a, a corporation worthwhile? And I think sometimes thinking about it in the reverse, like you would an insurance policy, it can be very beneficial. And so those two things, protecting your intellectual property and protecting your personal assets uh, from your business are critically important and often, frankly, only become an issue once they're an issue. So as you do when, you're, when you get a car and you need car insurance, it's, it's a, it's off, it should be considered a precursor rather than an after-the-fact thought. That's funny because I hear people go out and get security alarms for their house after they've been broken in, right? It's, it's like super common. That is a great way to explain it. I never have explained it that way. It's very true. Exactly. Well, you could totally use that example if you want. Thank you. I think that's a great way. And, and <laughs> something that resonates with people because they all know someone who went and got an alarm after they were robbed or whatever. Yeah, it's too late. So let me ask you a fun question. This is my standard question. If you had one more hour in your day, Deborah, how would you spend it? I would exercise more. I just this morning was my son's walk to school day, and it was the single best hour of my day. I was so energized in the talking with my kids and walking home. And anyway, I just I would I always feel like where does where does my life slack? I, I exercise a lot, but I feel like it just brings me a, a clearer mind. So when I came in this morning, I to work, I just felt rejuvenated and 
felt great. And so I think I would use that hour to, uh, to take a nice walk outside and breathe the fresh air and gain some good perspective. Oh, that's a great answer. Thinking time while you're exercising, right? I always feel like when I get in my car and leave work for a moment or I take a walk, I, get, I literally come, think to myself, oh, now I've separated myself from the, every single minute and I am so much clearer on what I need to do when I return to work. And so I think even though I'm begrudgingly often leaving the office for other obligations, I think it does give me a value that I don't often um, perceive when once I'm out and away it does give me a good thinking opportunity yeah that is a great answer most people have exercise maybe sleep or spend time with their family once in a while I've got someone who says I'd like to work more which is okay (laughs) but I'm with you I'd like to be outside so if people would like to work more closely with you and your company how can they find you Absolutely. So our website is mycorporation.com, and then my personal email is dsweeney, and it's D-S-W-E-E-N-E-Y at mycorporation.com. I'm 100% happy, honestly, to answer any questions people have or thoughts. They want to bounce ideas about new businesses or what it's, uh, what's required to get started. I'm happy to help. We could even, I mean, as I think about it, we can even help with businesses that aren't looking to incorporate. They need a business license or just a tax ID. So all of those are things things that I could help with uh, if people have questions or want to bounce ideas off me. Happy to answer any questions. Awesome. That is really generous. People, if you get a chance to work with Deborah and her company, definitely take it because she is a rock star in this business. Deborah, is there anything else you want to add that we didn't cover today? No, it's such a pleasure. It's, I'm excited for all the new business owners and entrepreneurs that you work with, and it's such a, a wonderful, energizing time. I truly believe after being an attorney and then in corporate America that entrepreneurship can be just life-changing and wonderful. So what a, what a great opportunity. Awesome. Well, thank you for spending part of your day with us. Listeners, I just created a list of 10 systems you must have in your business to boost your result. You can download it at nancygaines.com slash systems. And if you loved our show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. And until next time, go out and gain the advantage. You've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show, where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website nancygaines.com that's nancy g-a-i-n-e-s dot com on twitter nancy l Gaines, and on linkedin nancy Gaines. be sure to check back on nancy's website for new episodes until next time you've been listening to the nancy Gaines show go out and gain the advantage